Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the 5pm lockdown beers and rugby chat. And uh, sorry, folks, running a bit late there. Um, just uh, and see back in the uh, main studio, just to just uh, straighten up that camera and stuff. But it's always already five o'clock. Um, so, um, Steve and I should be cracking open my beer, shouldn't I? You should, mate. I'll count down with you. Five, four. Two. Well, it's too late now. We're already it's, it's past Three. five o'clock. Three, two, two. One. Oh my god, He's, it's a white cattle. Oh my god, yeah, let's go I'm, quick. Well, I'm having a yeah, go go quick, really, really quick. I'm having a lockdown coffee. Oh, Fro- good on prof- you. Very frothy, very frothy on the top, as you can. Yeah, just like mine. As you can see, everybody. <laughs> mm. Oh dear. So yes, folks, the final day of lo- of level four lockdown for the O nine. So well done, O nine, for getting yourselves to this stage. Uh, and please, folks, as we go into level three, please follow the rules um, that have been set out so we can get uh, you guys down to level two and get some more rugby uh, and that kind of stuff going on. Um, so yes, well done, 09. Oh dear me, Stephen, how's uh, how's how's your last day of uh, of of, um, of level four been? Oh, pretty good, I've got to say. A really really enjoyable day. It was good to actually have the wife around today, so a little bit of extra company as well, and and not a not a bad too bad, not a bad sort of day up here in 09. And uh, do you uh, have a um, a specific uh, takeout ready for you be queuing up for at midnight? Oh, probably not. I'll just I'll just see how see how I feel and where I am. And if I'm in the in the zone, I certainly won't be uh, jumping in my car to queue up once McDonald's opens up at midnight. That's for real. I'll leave those I'll leave those to the uh, people who are who really need it. Desperate. Yes. Mm. Um, I did see someone saying that actually they should uh, just um, uh, that they should be walking down those the queues at some. Um, the various uh, drive-throughs and uh, vaccinating people as they're waiting. Great <laughs> <Yeah, no> idea. <laughs> Two and one. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Um, so, folks, what's been going on? Uh, well, Stephen didn't join me yesterday, so we can probably go through some of the stuff that we talked about yesterday. Anyway, cause it's been a bit of a quiet news day today, um, but we'll touch on the Vancouver Sevens. Um, Pat Lamb and uh, also Dwayne Vermeulen as well. Hey, LB. Uh, good to see you in the live chat as well as Simon as well. Don't forget, folks. 5 p.m. every day. We'll keep doing it during level three as well, I think, for, for Auckland, um, because uh, that's there's not a big difference 
I mean, basically takeouts is the uh, the big difference um, for, um, for for that. Um, and um, at, uh, so we will keep going drawing at level three as well. Um, the so yes, have you seen Pat Lamb has re-signed for uh, Bristol Bears for five years? I mean, wow, that's uh, that, that's a big uh, a big coaching uh, contract, isn't it? It, it, it is. And I would imagine there's probably a little bit of money behind that as well. I think the great thing for, for Bristol yeah, is well, you he would have... Maybe it's my all over my laptop if you get uh, a little bit of money. Yeah, right. Um... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly in the big scheme of things. The great thing about it, though, I, I think it's a great signing because I think he's probably nurtured a lot of really good relationships, Paul, over the years. Obviously, not just as a player, but also a coach down at this neck of the woods so i'm pretty sure with those contacts you're able to if need be if bristol ever need to go to the market he will um he'll have some contacts he will but having already got charles piertow and um sorry Madrada, um yeah i think his uh, his contacts are absolutely fine <laughs> so far um uh the um uh the uh they haven't actually um won the uh, the premiership yet um, oh, sorry. How, how they, or did they beat, did they win it two years ago? I can't try. I think now. I know Harlequins won it last year. Um, they might won it two years ago. Um, but um, yeah, look, he's doing a very good job there. Uh, not surprised. A bit surprised by the length, to be honest. You don't see very many five-year contracts uh, well, in rugby full stop. So yeah, that's that, that's yeah. the only surprise is kind of how long it is. Well, listen, he won't be he won't be lacking any um, any sort of uh, mates up there or former All Blacks because Tim Tim by Matson obviously just taken over Harlequins. As well, and he got off to a pretty good start on the on the weekend first up. So he'll be be a happy happy camper. Although Pat just signed that five year deal, I don't think he'd be too pleased about the uh, result to the series on the weekend. Yeah, no, Saracens, as you say, back and um, into it. Not I'm not, not not a big fan of their of their jerseys, mind you, with that uh, funny line up the middle of the front. Looks a bit strange to me, but there you go. Uh, but yeah, they're they're back and they're back in their winning ways straight away, unsurprisingly. And they'll be one of the teams to beat. Yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul, I reckon uh, Harlequins was built around four guys getting together and they couldn't make up mind which uh, colour jersey they wanted to come <laughs> up with. And I reckon that's how they came up with the uh, colour pattern. It is It is one of my favourite jerseys, I must say, in rugby. And I do like the fact that I, I do like the um, that Southland this year have uh, got a, a quartered jersey. It's not really a Harlequin jersey, but it is a quartered jersey as their training top. Um, I really do like that jersey they've got down there. Uh, and they're doing, doing some great things in Southland with their training jerseys, I must say. Because um, I forgot what it was. They had, they had a fantastic um, training jersey last year as well. So, yeah, as I say, do, doing, doing good good work down there. Um, Dwayne Vermeulen signing for Ulster. Um, you think that's a, uh, a, 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 obviously a big name signing for Ulster. They obviously want another big, uh, a big South African in their back row again. Uh, but um, uh, he was one of the players that had come back, came back and had played for the Bulls. So a little bit surprised to see him heading overseas again. Yeah, a, a couple of things come into play here. Maybe he's maybe they they brought him back this year just looking for some extra extra experience because he's been a, a hard hole to fill. He's thirty five years old as well, and maybe the thought process was listen. We could have used you last year, but because of COVID, we didn't. We'll, we'll use you this year. But gee, gee whiz, next year you're 36 years old. It might be an opportunity to actually play play somebody else. So good to have his experience. But I don't think in these two tests we've seen thus far against uh, Australia that he's had 
had the impact we all thought he would have. Yeah, look, I mean, to be fair to me, he's coming back from injury. This is his first two games back. Um, so um, the uh, uh, so so yes, yeah, so it's not a, not a um, I, I'm, I'm not not surprising. He's taking a little while to get back up to up to speed. I mean, there is the question mark: is that yeah, is he now? Um, uh, it has age is, has age caught up with him. Um, we'll have to uh, wait and see, but um, uh, whether he can regain his level and whether he can get through to the next Rugby World Cup as well. Um, and LB says, yeah, especially it's a bit, a bit surprising now that also that uh, the Bulls have got a lot of cash as well um, with their investors, uh, which which we've seen the spending of the Bulls and also the Sharks in particular in South Africa. You wonder if it's going to cause a bit of a two tier um, competition over there. Uh, obviously, the we've not really covered it in lockdown beers, but some issues going on with the administration at Western Province slash uh, the Stormers, um, where they've been put under warning by um, uh, by Rugby South Africa uh, or by South Africa Rugby uh, um, that uh, that they might uh, even replace them with the cheaters in the U um, United Rugby Championship or what used to be the Pro 14. So uh, yeah, um, some admin issues going on there, but I think look. As we've seen with the Kings in the past, it's not we, these are kind of things that happen in South Africa on a regular basis. So uh, it's not overly surprising, uh, and I'm sure they'll get them, they'll get them sorted um, at some at, at some point. You've uh, you've got to say. Um, I'll be saying Pollard also coming back from injury, but yeah, but uh, he he also he played during the um, Lions series, so he's had a few more games back than um, uh, than Dwayne from Newland, who's just, who's come uh, straight back um, into. Uh, that one. Uh, Simon says, um, serious concern they also keep signing South Africans uh, etiquette for the, uh, oh yeah, well, um, the, uh, look, I, I think the, there's, um, there's some various, uh, uh, how do I put this, cultural or religious reasons why some of the South African boys feel comfortable in Ulster uh, with what's um, going on there um, and um, the culture in that dressing room. Uh, and look, yes, they, they, uh, they, they do. Uh, they, they do have a couple of. Uh, they have a history of South Africans coming through that club, so or coming through that province. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think they've got a, a good number of Irish players um, in their um, part of it. LB says, "Yeah, the old boys club have ruined my club, Western Province, or well, your, your province." Um, yeah, the old boys club does seem to ruin quite a few rugby clubs, unfortunately. <laughs> rugby yeah, unions. That is the only real concern for, for for South African rugby. That if um, obviously if they do end up aligning aligning themselves with the Northern Hemisphere, you can pretty much guarantee that there'll be maybe you know how many provincial unions are are over there. Poor you know really quality unions. If you want, if we think of think of the ones that were involved in in, in Super Rugby, I just kind of wonder if all the cream will basically rise to the top where you are dead right, where they may end up with just two or three real quality sides and the other other teams just get pushed to the side. Um, it, there's been a little bit of talk, I know, from a lot of South African supporters that uh, what's happened and what they've seen thus far this year and the style that the Springboks have played, there is a little bit of a fear that they might almost go into a Northern Hemisphere style of, of game, which which can be a bit... It was a little bit harsh because if you look at the, the Gallagher Premiership, you know, some of the games, you see some really, really good games of footy there. You think back to even last year's final when Harlequins took out the title. Boy, that was 
that was one heck of a game. They came back from nowhere and won that game. A lot of running rugby, and and I think it is slowly ch- changing in the um, in the English game. Yeah, look the 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 the, uh, the the quality of rugby and the, the quality of pictures pictures, which has been a big thing uh, in the Premiership, has improved. And uh, so yeah, so you are seeing better rugby. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, um, I don't think that we'll see the, uh, the a negative effect on the South African playing style uh, due to them playing more more uh, more more Northern Hemisphere. I mean, already you've got at least half of the Springbok squad playing overseas anyway, so it's not like uh, it's all local based players making up that squad. You got about I say about half of them playing in European competitions and playing European style, yeah. as it were. So uh, so yeah, no, I, I think that's a, a misplaced fear. I, I, I think um, we've seen some good rugby by the Lions in the past and by various African sides. So look, they can play it. It just comes down to what the coaching staff yeah. want to do. Yeah, Paul, you, you, all it is, all you're really seeing is is a style that probably sees where they, they do cradle the ball a little bit more and probably respect it, respect the ball so the passes aren't going as wider or, or as quick quicker. They just really want that that accuracy, especially when they go into, into contact. And sometimes that ball... Is going to be slow, so what you're viewing is going to be perceived as as slow. But boy, if it's if it's accurate, it can be very very effective. And if you you know, and if you're holding onto the ball as we know for long periods, doesn't matter if you score your points in multiples of three. No, absolutely. And look, the I think the main difference, and we've talked about we, we've heard, we've heard various Southern Hemisphere guys go over to Europe and go. Look, the difference is we just spend more time on defence up here than we do necessarily um, than, than in Southern Hemisphere. Now look. You've only got seventy minutes of training each week. It doesn't matter if you're in, if you're in New Zealand or or in England. Um, it's just in New Zealand. It's probably split something like seventy thirty to the attack versus defence, or or sixty forty. Whereas it's more fifty fifty up in um, up in Europe. Uh, so yeah, I think that that that's that's more that that's more about the style. Uh, is is how much time you spend on each facet, and then the intent when you do have the ball as to what you want to do with it. Uh, I mean, look, I've heard um, Wayne Smith say that um, he rec- that, that basically after three phases, the chances of you being successful in getting points goes down. Uh, and so if you're looking, if, if, you're, if you're playing rugby by a stats point of view, after three phases, you want to be either resetting the attack um, with uh, or, or kicking the ball away. So if you see sides that uh, play three phases and kick every time, then that's a... That's the head coach that's using his stats, basically, um, because he knows that after three phases, the structure, the attacking structure tends to have broken down and your chances of reaching a well-set defence uh, is reduced and your chances of, over, of turning the ball over is increased. So either you'll see a slow uh, ruck, which lets the attacking the, the attack reset, um, they're, 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 or, or you'll see the ball kicked away. So, look... And that's, I mean, I think people would say that Wayne Smith is one of the most um, kind of innovative and attacking coaches in world rugby in his time. Uh, so to call him a defensive coach and he says you should kick it away, after, you, you should reset after three, um, is, uh, yeah, I, I think you, you don't know your rugby that well. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that's what happened. Um, we'll just uh, quickly... Touch on the Vancouver Sevens. Did you watch any of the Vancouver Sevens over the weekend, Stephen? Um, a little bit on and off, Paul. But I must admit, I I found it a little bit hard, especially with the not having the not having the full quota. Obviously, a lot of the the Oceania nations, Australia, New Zealand, Fiji, Samoa, 
all all not present at, at, at this particular tournament. So, you know, even after the first day, there were I thought to myself there were probably two or three teams that, that stood out in both the men's woman, I thought. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The likes of Canada stood out in the women's, and I thought South Africa would be incredibly hard to, to beat. And I only really saw the main challenges there, to be brutally honest, as the USA. And I thought it would come from out of one of those three teams. Yeah, well, in, in, on, on the on the men's side, I mean, the USA got knocked down in the quarterfinals by Kenya. South Africa went on to win the tournament 38-5 in the final against Kenya. Great Britain beating Ireland in the um, uh, the third-place playoff on the men's side. Um, on the um, uh, women's side, uh, there were uh, only um, four side, only four teams in it, so I think they call it um, fast fourth. Uh, so Canada, Great Britain, Mexico, and the United States. Um, and look, Mexico... Uh, in their three games during the pool play, lost all three, scored naught points, and conceded 140. So clearly, where Mexico were out of their depth in this one, unfortunately. Um, mm. So, so unsurprisingly, they came fourth in the third, fourth playoff after losing their semi-final. Unfortunately, not scoring a point in the whole tournament. Ouch! Um, so good for them to keep going, to be honest with you, because I can see that that can be very demoralising. Um, I'm going to say, Paul, not a bad result for uh, for Ireland to finish up in, in in fourth place in that tournament. Obviously beaten by um, Great Britain in the um, in the, uh, the the semi-finals, but you know there were times they played some pretty good code. Uh, what I saw over what I saw over there, so hopefully they'll gain some confidence out of that. Yeah, that's on the men's side. Um, absolutely, that was the third fourth playoff they lost to England, not the not semi-final, but either way. Um, but yeah, so they'll they'll they'll, they'll take some confidence in that. On, on the women's side, Great Britain beat the USA 34-12 in the final. Uh, Canada came, took the bronze medal there. They all move on now to another place in Canada. I've gone blank <laughs> to where it is. Um, yes, that's, uh, they're, they're off to Edmonton. Edmonton, thank you um, for the second round of this one. And that's just, the, they're, they're the only two rounds that will be part of this HSBC World 7 Series uh, in its entirety. Um, and then the 21-22 uh, season will kick off in Dubai, where hopefully we'll have all of the... Uh, Full teams, all the teams back uh, in attendance um, again. Um, I, I, I saw a headline, I, must admit, I didn't read the full article about some Fiji, but it says uh, it was like they went into a one-week training camp um, and ended up being away from their families uh, for three months um, because of COVID. So, um, uh, so you can understand why teams like Fiji um, and the, uh, the All the, uh, the all Black Sevens, both men's and women's, with the issues around getting MIQ spots um, and not necessarily be able to get back into the country again. 
um, uh, never mind in time for Christmas, um, would be reasons that those those teams wouldn't want to travel uh, to these tournaments. So it's fully understandable as to why they haven't gone. Uh, and but I think it's good that these tournaments are happening, uh, and they're getting these and they're getting the uh, the series back up and running properly. Well, not properly, but back up and running at least uh, in, in the very least. Um, so those are those, those are the kind of only the real, real news stories today. It's been a bit quiet on the old news front. We've got the driving wall show at eight pm this evening, um, where we'll have a look forward at the rugby championship. We'll also touch on the women's rugby world cup qualifying. Uh, over there in that one, and also look at the Fijian Drua. Um, Stephen, are you joining us at the eight o'clock one, or are you? Or you or, uh, or yeah, no, no, no. I think I'll be definitely free, uh, free for that. Listen, just a few things that have sort of bobbed up, bobbed up today. A little bit of talk, obviously. Um, Andre Pollard, uh, who you mentioned before, just questioning a, a few things in in and, in and around. Um, um, perspective attacking systems from the, the Wallabies, and I think what he was su- suggesting that were players that were were basically being taken out, being being taken out of taken out of the line, and I and I kind of looked at what he was talking about, but to me it just seemed really more about they were more second man plays than anything else, and just trying to con- confuse that um, particular defence because we also know how really really good the line speed of the South Africans. Is but I've noticed that the Wallabies have been attacking just that a little bit, a little bit deeper. But I, I think more than anything else, what's been catching them out is the inside ball pull. Yeah, look, I talked about this with Shane yesterday and uh, around Paul's comments, and one thing to point out at the time was there was a tweet yesterday that said, "Look, he's not actually talking about the Wallabies. What he's really talking about is um, referees. We want you to look at this when we're playing the All Blacks, please." Um, <laughs> actually, this is uh, this is a this is a comment about the game looking forwards rather than looking backwards uh, because yes the all blacks um, are definitely known for uh, the tr- treading the treading the line of um, of legality not in a dangerous way but as in uh, but but knowing where that line is yes. around um, decoy runners uh, around players running back to protect say uh, a, a player catching the ball all these kind of things so yeah. um, these are all so yeah. I think I think it's more a comment looking forwards than a comment looking backwards. To be honest, yeah, 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 yeah. That was that other comment was just in and around and, and something that was picked up by a very very good um, Auckland uh, a club coach uh, who I'm friends with, and he sent me a message. He said, "Well, the All Blacks have been doing this really really well, and that's basically flooding that area in between in between the high kick." In between the high kick and, and, and the chases, and uh, of course you you saw the Wallabies get caught. I think Matt Phillip was caught out uh, by just changing his changing his lane. Now the thing is, they can pretty much stand anywhere as long as they don't change their line, and that's pretty much the key at the end again. But once again, you know, it's a, I don't think it's cheating. I just think it's a good strategy, Paul. Well. Hey, I've, I've said before that uh, rugby is just legalised cheating. Um, <laughs> but if you don't see it and you're not getting caught about, if you if you, if you if you if you don't see it, then generally it's being done well rather than uh, <laughs> that, that's any difference. Um, every team is cheating to a greater or lesser degree, uh, and it's just a matter of uh, yeah, do they get caught or not at the end of the day? Um, and there are a few things there that, as you say, that uh, that, that, that are on the edge of of uh, whether it is actually cheating or not. So we'll see. Um, the uh, uh, so yeah, so we'll, uh, and, and look, we know that the we, we saw in the Lions series just how good uh, the Springboks can be at reclaiming their own kicks uh, and contesting that kick. So it's clearly going to be a key part of the game 
um, going forward um, in that one. Yeah, probably just the only other thing that really caught me, I know you probably want to try and fill at least a half hour, was just some comments made by Laurie Mains. And as you said to me, these comments came out came out pre the, the Wallaby test. But I'm saying that it, it, they still disappoint me, you know, regardless of of when, when, when they were made. Now, basically for our, our viewers, uh, Laurie Mains is pretty much, in, is came come out like pretty much everybody has said and pretty much slammed the, the Springbok style. And I'm, I'm really disappointed as, as a guy who, in his time when he was coaching the All Blacks, had really had plenty to, plenty to say when somebody else actually had an, had an opinion. Um, listen, and they're, and they're entitled to the opinion, Paul. No, no, no question whatsoever. But, you know, South Africa is one of those teams, I think, no matter where they sit in the scheme of things, I think when they do play the All Blacks, I think it's an easy to get up for, like I watched um, John Smith on the breakdown last night, and he said exactly that. He wasn't too fussed about Laurie Main's comments, like myself, but he said, listen, one thing about a South African team, we will bring energy. No no question, no question at all. And um, whether they can whether they can turn it around in one week is going to be the, be the big question. But boy, at least, you know, with, with the values of rugby, I think you pay, the, play a t- pay a team that you're playing, especially a team like the Springboks, you pay them a good deal of respect, or if you disrespect them, you do it at your peril. I'm pretty sure that sort of mentality is not happening within the All Black camp, but it's disappointing that a former All Black coach who, you know, has knocked heads with the Springboks on a few occasions has come out with that sort of opinion. Yeah, look, I mean, Josh Scott says, yeah, Mains was pretty harsh. The Springbok players are good. Um, can't see how they could win a World Cup with not very good players. Absolutely. Um does Laurie Mains maybe still, um, and then LB says jealousy makes people nasty. Um, so, uh, is, is, do you think Laurie Mains might have uh, some hangovers from the 1995 World Cup by any chance? Um, and that just, hey, yeah, uh, yeah. when he can, he can put, he can put, he, whenever he can, he can put the boot in because he's upset still that he lost the World Cup. So, yeah, look, I, he's one guy who's come out, the, the papers are like, okay, we know this is a guy that we can get in touch with to get a nice, fiery um, uh, headline. Uh, and they just wheel him out for these. I mean, look, he's 75 now, obviously retired, and just hope, hopefully he's enjoying his retirement, honestly. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's just someone they get in touch with ahead of Springbok clashes because they know he'll give, a, give them a nice, fiery headline. Uh, and, um, and, it, and and it's nothing more than that, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. And LB just says it makes a good point. There's no respect being shown to the, to the Springbok since they, they won the World Cup. You know, as, as much as we've spoke about their game and tried to crit- critique it. You did right. They're still the current world champions at the minute, and that should not be disrespected. And you only have to look at the reactions of those Wallaby players, their media. They've, they've talked the Springboks up as, as the world champions. And in my eyes, they are the, they are the world champions. Sure, we got this series of, well, the, the world rugby point system, whatnot, but at the end of the day, I think Ian Foster's, summed it up really, really well. He goes, I don't really care about that. I just want to beat the Springboks. Well, as he, well, I think as, he, as he said, look, world number one means nothing if you don't beat the Springboks at the end of the day. Um, because look, they are they are world champions and if you haven't beaten them, then you can have the ranking, but at the end of the day, you haven't been, beaten the other best team in the world. Mm. Um, so, there you go. Um, so, the uh, and, and look, it's from a, from a Southern Hemisphere point of view, uh, I think we've this has been totally glossed over because we're playing each other. But I think it's something that will come out in the wash during November. But the Rugby Championship now 
has got the number one, two, and three ranked teams in the world. All right. It's been a few years since we've had that down here. Wow. Good. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you train spot are you? <laughs> the, um, and by, but, um, but again, look, we, we've been, there used to be a conversation about the big north south divide and all that kind of stuff and how the best teams were down here. And basically, yeah, you can play the Six Nations, which is a fantastic tournament. I love it. I'm English and I love it. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, they aren't the best teams in the world and they tend to lose in November, was what used to happen about, say, six years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're, that's, uh, so having the top three ranked teams in the world again down here uh, has got to be a good thing for the rugby championship uh, and for the marketing of that as well. Uh, because obviously, look, the, 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 the three rugby championships, well, the four, including Argentina, yeah. and, and, need the cash. And, and Paul, just something for, for All Black and Wallaby supporters to, to think about. Uh, John Smith, who was on breakdown last night, just absolutely brilliant. But he made a very, very good point about the South African team. He said, listen, pre-Lions tour, these guys went into their own bubble and they've basically been in that bubble without seeing family since pretty much the beginning of, uh, of that particular series. So, you know, mentally, I don't know what that, what sort of effect it's, it would be having on the players, but I'm, I'm pretty sure, Paul, you know, when you're not always in familiar surroundings, I think mentally it would be very, very tough you know, um, if, if you have got children, you know, other loved ones that you haven't seen for a while, you know, and that, and that, I, I, I respect them for that. I remember the the journey that the Crusaders did um, um, when the earthquakes were around a few several years ago, and they pretty much travelled the world. And and I know talking to a, to a couple of players, they said that was the hardest thing, just constantly being away from familiar surroundings. It's one thing to sort of jump on a plane and shoot away and play five tests for a month, but then you come back after that five weeks. We think about what the, the journey the Springboks have been through. Wow, what are we in now? September now, and that line series started in, was it July? Yeah, so they've been, at, so, well, someone said last week it was 12 weeks, so it's heading towards 13 weeks. Wow. They've, got another, they've got another two now, obviously, as part of every championship. And then they've also got the, the November test to come. So will they be able to pop home and uh, see uh, far now between? I don't know. Um, but um, the, uh, yeah, it's um, the, yeah, so yes, it is a, it, it's, it's a very long time. And you can understand why they are looking tired now and emotionally drained. Um, yeah. It has been um, the, uh, I mean, as LB says, the bubble uh, for Argentina, it's been even worse, absolutely. Um, they've, they've played in uh, Georgia and Wales before going down uh, to uh, South Africa to play in that one, uh, to play their, their games of the championship. So they've also had a very long time away, very different yep. from last year. Um, and uh, LB said, yeah, look, the All Blacks nearly pulled out of this tournament. Absolutely, they, they did. And <laughs> they, um, they, 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 there was no way that the New Zealand Rugby Players Association would allow New Zealand Rugby to take their players away for four months like this but yeah, like, like, that's we've got yeah don't get us started on that story paul we might need another <laughs> we might we might we might need another another half hour but like 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 lb said you know the the respect is mutual that's the way it should be well you know sometimes we get a bit annoyed at each other's set of supporters on 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 the social network but you know at the end of the day it's just a game i uh, think the reminder that yes that some um, uh that's Argentina played Romania, not Georgia. Thank you, Simon, for, for corrections corner there. Um, 
but it, uh, yeah, at some. Um, so LB says the fourth of June since the box have been in a bubble. In a bubble, 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 bubble. I can say that. Um, which is yeah, it's it's it's, it's nuts. Um, so that's July, August, September. Yeah, um, we're heading towards October, aren't we? So yeah, three and a half months. Um, all a bit. Uh, yeah, it's a long time, folks. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, and uh, I'm lo- and I'm moaning about five weeks in lockdown. <laughs> 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 well, yes, uh, yes, uh, yeah. No, Auckland's losing its losing its mind over not being able to have KFC for five weeks. Um, <laughs> how about yeah, yeah? First world problems, folks. Um, <laughs> sense of perspective, maybe. Um, so look, uh, we'll be back tomorrow at five pm, uh, and uh, also. Uh, Thursday and Friday. Saturday, I will probably not do the 5pm lockdown beers because I'm planning to be at uh, Bay of Plenty versus Wellington in the Farrah Palmer Cup. And on Sunday, again, we will not have a lockdown beers that day because I'm likely to be at Bay of Plenty versus Taranaki in the um, NPC. Um, so look out for post-match interviews on both of those games. Uh, also, we'll be doing look at, look at doing post-match reactions uh, to both the Wallabies versus the Pumas and the All Blacks versus the Springboks on Saturday night as well. So do join us for those. Um, Stephen, you have got uh, two and a half hours to go grab some dinner. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, catch you uh, for the, at 8 o'clock for the uh, Driving More Show, folks. Um, so thank you, everybody, for joining in the live chat. Thank you, everyone, who has uh, been doing it right in 09 during lockdown. Please keep the rules during Level 3 as well, um, and we'll hopefully we'll have you back down to Level 2 and Level 1 in the not-too-distant future. And uh, thank you, Ray. Have a great evening. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 